Okay. All right. I'm going to use the force on this one. Yo, what's going on, Arkansas Razorback fans, SEC fans everywhere? Welcome to the one and only Pig Trail Podcast. That's right. It's the very first midweek show. Now, I've, I've talked about this before. The Monday and Friday live streams over on the YouTube channel, on the Pig Trail Network YouTube channel, are posted the following morning here. But the midweek show, the Thursday morning show, is exclusive to podcast only, only right here. Now, uh, the we are I'm, I'm reformatting everything. I'm I'm like scrubbing this baby clean. The YouTube channel is going to be eventually changed from the Pictorial Network to the Pictorial Podcast. So, you know those live streams are going to be there. They're still going to be there Monday and Friday. We're still going to have the post game throughout the rest of the football season. I'm still with the Hawk Talk Podcast. Okay, all right, we're caught up. That's it. That's it. I'm done. Right? Is there anything else? Let's see. Check out my Patreon. Check out the – I've got a PayPal link, all that stuff, if you want to donate to the channel and and uh, throw me a tip. Hey, that would be great. That would be celebrated. I'd really appreciate that. I think that. I think that's it. But I'm still with the Hog Talk. We're still doing everything on the YouTube channel. You're just going to get more of Ty Hudson here, right here. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. The Thursday morning show again. Between yeah, 15 and 25 minutes, I think. So, all right, let's get into the actual content, Razorback Athletics. Let's, let's talk about recruiting, Razorback football recruiting. Yeah, had another D commitment following a loss. And um, there's some other stuff we'll, we'll talk about. we got another topic. Again, it's not going to be real long. So we'll, we'll start off with the elephant in the room. That's, of course, recruiting the Whitehaven 3. What happened? First off, I'll start off with this: the the speculation and the rumors revolving around the kids out of Memphis. I'm not going to speculate on. Yeah, there's rumors both sides. Tennessee's camp is saying one thing. Arkansas's camp is saying another. These kids left on their supposedly were asked to leave early from their visit. They're claiming they left because they were bored and some other stuff. I'm not going to get into all that, but we know by now. A lot of you know French decommitted from Arkansas. Uh, Eason. And this was the day after Arkansas uh, lost uh, lost their game to Auburn, got blown out. French on the twentieth on the twentieth decommits from Arkansas, and then commits to Tennessee. Then Easton commits to Tennessee, and I'm not really sure on McDonald. I haven't actually even checked on McDonald. Last I last I saw, he was still committed to Mississippi State. Uh, some believe that that's where they wanted to go all along. That those two, that the Arkansas was just a, a way to to maybe get McDonald on the same team with them but their fallback was always Tennessee or whatever. I've actually had an interesting conversation with some other friends who feel like this was shenanigans to begin with. I don't know. Regardless, this is the situation that they're in. Damn, this squeaky chair. Golly. Um, I don't know what the case is. Regardless, you've got to walk away from it. It is what it is, unless you still think you have a shot at at getting them. And And look, I don't think that Arkansas does. French and Easton have moved on. McDonald probably going to sign with Tennessee as well. Uh, if it's true that there's some off-the-field issues there, then you know what? Let them be Tennessee's problem. I will admit, yeah, recruiting recruiting that position, the linebacker position, it's just it's been it's been difficult going back before the Houston Nut era. It's just been yeah, we can name off some guys that were really good, but as far as actually having depth, solid depth, quality of depth at that position. I don't. I don't know that it's ever really happened here, 
and some of the best defenses around college football, around especially in the SEC, are stacked at that position. And that's at the end of the day, that's what separates Arkansas and the Mississippi States and the uh, and the uh, Ole Misses from the Georgias, the, the 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 Auburns, the Alabamas, the Floridas, because they can stack those positions that are so hard to fill up full of full of talent. And obviously, you can look around. I mean, Alabama, Georgia, they, they, they stack talent like that on both sides of the ball regardless. But with that decommitment, with French's decommitment, that's four. The first one was the four-star wide receiver, Xavion Capers, six-foot-four, 200-pounder, top uh, 120 player, according to, I think according to 24-7 Sports. I'm not, where, I'm not 100% sure where he's at on rivals. But I think he's top. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's top 100 over there. Uh, and then you had Jamie Vance, greedy, the the five foot ten, hundred fifty pound corner, decommit. You know, right at the beginning of the season. Well, not the very beginning, but on September twenty second, Capers decommitted during the off season, June seventh. And then you had Vance. Then you had Tyke's Crawford immediately following an embarrassing loss for Arkansas back on the twelfth of October. That's a blow. I mean, what's the problem with linebacker? It's talent and depth. Offensive line, they have some decent depth. They're not incredibly thin like they were two years ago there, but they're still thin to some degree. But it's talent. Talent is the issue on both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball, talent is a problem on the line of scrimmage. And it starts and ends with guys like Crawford. It starts and ends. They've still got a, They've still got an opportunity with another four-star tackle, Garrett Hayes. It's down between Arkansas and A&M. You hope that they can convince him that, hey, we're working on something here. Come be a part of it. I don't, I don't know. I just don't know how you convince anybody right now because they don't look like they're moving in the right step. I feel like and I've said this uh, for a little while now that I think Garrett Hayes is just waiting to see what happens. You know, uh, But you lose Crawford, and then obviously you lose um, – and that was back on the 12th with Crawford. Then you fast forward to the 20th of October and Martavius French decommits. You know, these are all four stars. Capers, Crawford, and French are four stars. Vance, the only three star. Some people believe he's really, really, really overlooked. So this is, that's the question at the end of the day. Why are bad teams bad in college football? In the, the Power Five schools, why do they continue to be bad? Now Kansas looks like they've kind of turned it around, but why are why is Vanderbilt almost always considered? You know, when you talk about the bad schools, you call them the Vanderbilt of that conference. Well, it's it's because you lose, and then who wants to go to a losing program? And the crazy thing is, Arkansas, the fans are gun ho on football. Yeah, we've been really good at basketball back in the '90s and the '80s. You know, but Arkansas through and through is a football school with a basketball identity that's winning at baseball. Like that's at the end of the day, and fans want to win the most. I guarantee you, we've seen polls. I've done polls on Twitter. What do you What do you want to win the most? Baseball, football, or basketball? Football wins. It's never even close. Football, almost always, not all the time, sometimes it just kind of depends on the time and day that you put the ball out, but most of the time, football dominates. Fans want to win here. According to Forbes, Arkansas is considered one of the top 20 in total value. You've got power here. You have money here. The problem at the end of the day has always been, for Arkansas, the inability to recruit well in its own state and that's because you don't have a whole lot of you don't have a whole lot of talent here. 
you just don't have a whole lot of talent coming out of the state of Arkansas. Yeah, there's guys that get overlooked every year. Yes. And they go on to other schools and they do really well. Sure, it happens. And sometimes you just don't get the big-time guys. You know, it just happens. But here's a situation where, you know, last year you had two big-time offensive tackles in-state. They went elsewhere. You know, this year you it's, it's there's just not a whole lot there in your state. And now you've got decommitments, and now you're losing, or it's the other way around. You're losing, and you're losing decommitments. How do you how do you how do you crawl out of the hole? My God, I'm sorry. You're losing, and you're losing commitments. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, and, and so that's you just continue to dig the hole deeper and deeper because prospects are not stupid. High school kids, listen, they're going to have their families in their ears, their friends, teammates. They're constantly in their ears talking. I guarantee you, it's it's nothing new. This isn't. It's not because of social media. They, they've always been smarter than you than you give them credit for. They know what's going on. Now, on the other side of that, you do have coaches from these schools texting these kids, and you're not supposed to negatively recruit. I'm not entirely sure if that's actually an NCAA violation. I've heard it is, but like for Chad Morris, I'm sure he's texting Crawford and French like guys, you know. Give us time. I'm sure there's there's communication going on. But at this point, it's like, Coach, you're not showing us anything. And that's exactly what's going on with fans in, in Chad Morris. Yeah, we, we get it. It's going to be a three-, four-year rebuild. We understand that. It's just the problem is you're losing to North Texas, to Colorado State, to San Jose State. You're losing to a Kentucky team that had to use a, a wide receiver to play quarterback, and you made him look like Darren McFadden. You've lost embarrassing games. You have no Power 5 wins, along with the no SEC wins. You don't have the things that we need to see as far as the product on the field. We're not asking you to beat a&M, we're not asking you to beat Auburn. Hell, I'm not. Look, I just want you to cover the spread against Bama. I don't think that happens. I'm not picking them to cover the spread again this year. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it until you show me something different consistently. And now we're at that point in the year where it doesn't even matter. Like, okay, too little, too late. And we are. The conversation is if you lose to Western Kentucky, what happens? What happens? Do you. Does he get fired coming immediately out of that game? Or does Hunter Juracek come out and say, you know what, we're going to let him coach the rest of the year, but then at the end of the year we're going our separate ways? Uh, you know, or, or do they keep him? And when you keep him, can he sell to these recruits that we're, 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 we're heading in the right direction? And the answer is no. No. Especially if you lose to Western Kentucky and he keeps his job. Yeah, good luck selling that to recruits. And the other thing, people are like, well, imagine the money you're going to lose after you fire him. Imagine imagine the loss and how deep this program is going to fall after he leaves. A little bit of a news flash for you. Uh, this is about as low as you can get. Now, it can get worse. I'm tired of saying that, too, that it can't get worse. No, it absolutely can. It can. But the fall from two is one, and the fall from one is zero, and you're already not that far from it. Right? You're, you're not that far from it. So, and, and there's a crowd, there's people on social media saying, well, you can't fire your way to prosperity. And look, there's a level of truth to that, sure. But you have to see progress, and in two years we've not seen it. We've seen complete regression. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you absolutely have to do one thing or another if you're Hunter Juracek, I don't know. Uh, these recruits, again, going back to them, those 4D commitments, they're not the last 
there's going to be more unless you turn the corner. And even then, you might still drop one or two because that's the nature of recruiting. Um, it's it's just the way it is. And when you lose, you double your odds at losing guys. When you're when you've got a losing product on the on the field, you you, you just double your risk. You know, it's even it's 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 part of the game. How do you dig yourself out of that hole? You got to win. You got to have a better product on the field. Um, the next thing I want to talk about really quick. Actually, there's two things. The ESPN, FBI, the projections for the rest of the year, they have Arkansas 3-9. and nine. Um, And it does look like Arkansas probably goes 0-16. Arkansas goes 0-16, according to the FBI. That's the football power index. If that happens, if that happens again, how do you look to recruits and say, Stick it out. We're heading in the right direction. We're 0-16 the last two years with zero power five wins. Yeah, good luck with that. I don't know how you do it, but that's 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 where you're at. The other thing I want to talk about really fast, uh, USA Today had a article out on coaches on the hot seat, and they said, and this is this is this is the buyout according to them, uh, ten million dollars. I look, we've heard from nine to twelve and a half. I think they settled with ten. And look, I think this was a half-assed written article, and I'll tell you why. Here, let me read it. Um, it says mitigation slash offset both, but. This is what they this is what they say here. Uh, yes, Morris is only in his second season at Arkansas, but a home loss to San Jose State in September certainly didn't help solidify his job status, especially because the Razorbacks went two and ten last year, and Morris was fourteen and twenty two at SMU before that. Money could be an issue. This is the part that I have a problem with. They say money could be an issue. Uh, as Arkansas is still paying for former coach Brett Bielema about three hundred and twenty grand a month through the end of twenty twenty. No, L- look, unless I don't know where that came from. Everything I've heard, and maybe it's not true. Maybe we need to to get Bo Mattingly in on this to go call his boy up, Brett. Hey, is Arkansas still paying you? Because I thought it was if you take another job, no matter to what capacity, if it's in coaching. We're not paying you this, but I don't know that this number is right, and this is why I think it's a half-assed written article because of this. That and the buyout. Like I don't, I've never heard ten million. It's either been nine or twelve. Ten is a first. It seems like they settled on that, but uh, yeah, they said they claim three hundred twenty thousand dollars a year through the end of twenty twenty. Could it afford to maintain those payments? Shell out another eight-figure buyout for Morris and still have enough money to uh, left to hire a suitable replacement? Question mark. So again. I mean, even if three hundred twenty thousand dollars a month is still on the table, yeah, I think I think they I think they try, and I think Hunter Yurichek, as we speak, is probably looking around. I think he's talking to, you know, some some teams hire these these agencies that'll actually do the the coaching search for you. Um, and supposedly, there's one based out of Little Rock. Actually, I don't know how true that is. I wish I need to I need to look that up. I need to. I might have to do that on one of our live streams uh, over on the Picture Network YouTube channel. But supposedly that there is one located, or maybe it's in Tulsa. Maybe that's what it was, but supposedly in the same area. I'm always uncomfortable when I hear stuff like that because it's like, do these guys really know what it takes to win here? Are these guys maybe somewhat, to some degree, responsible for bringing in like John L. or Brett Bielema or obviously Chad Morris? When we were told that it was Cromer, Cromer Peoples, whatever her name is, the interim AD and the board and all these rich uh, uh, alumni that were supposedly responsible for bringing Chad here, like 
I want to steer away from that because the reason why you're in this issue or why you're why you're having the issues that you're having right now is because you fire the, the timing of firing Jeff Long and trying to hire a head coach was a colossal failure. It was just colossal because why didn't you if you're going to fire Jeff Long, why not fire him earlier in the year? You bring Hunter Yurchek in, allow him to perform the coaching search. I have no problem with that. Listen, I'm a fan of what Jeff Long did as far as raising money. I've never seen, as far as a marketer, now the Ford Facing Hog, I'm sorry, I hate it. It's terrible. It's awful. But he did some pretty good things as an AD. I know that immediately is getting me some hate mail as we speak. Uh, but I do think he did some good things, but his hires just didn't work out. And some of the things that he said and some of his actions were just goofy. And that's uh, why he's at KU. But, I mean, look, Les Miles looks like he's at least trying his best over there at KU. But, and that was a Jeff Long hire. But um, I, it's, I hope that, they, that they're smart this time around. And, and also, they don't ha- I don't think they're paying Brett Bielema. I think that's fake news. Maybe it's true. I don't know. I, I thought that I've everything I've been told and everything I've listened to and read here in, as far as with the Arkansas media, with all the Arkansas media, it's been that that isn't the case, that they're not paying him. But even if that's true, I want them to be smart, plan this out, get your guy, get him on the phone, and bring him here and let Chad Morris exit with a little bit of dignity. Let him coach the rest of the year. I don't care. It can't get any worse. Those final four games, yeah, sure. Let's see KJ. Let's see John Steven. I don't care. Let's do it. Do it up. But let's be smart as far as the stuff that's going on off the field and trying to bring in a new head coach. That's where I'm at with it. Um, but yeah, this was from the USA Today. I have it posted on, on Twitter. If you, if you follow me, it's on uh, – you can just look it up on your own. You can Google it. But if you follow me on Twitter, it's at Tizel83. I posted it uh, – when was that? This morning, right? Wednesday morning. So if you want to go back and try and find it. You can check it out there. But that's what they said. $10 million buyout in that they paid Brett Bielema three twenty a month. But they do have him on the hot seat, so at least they acknowledge that much. So, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all we, we really wanted to talk about in this podcast. I do want to say thank you. I hope we get up to iTunes eventually by the end of the month. That's the plan. If not, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work. Wherever we are, we'll make it work. And, uh, of course, we'll have Jacob and I will record. What episode are we on? Thirty. 33, 34. We'll have that episode recorded on Thursday, and we'll have it up for you on Friday. And, of course, I'll be live Friday. This uh, Friday, what will that be, the 20, uh, 26th? Is that what that will be? Well, I'll be live this upcoming Friday. And if you've never been to a live stream there, they're a lot of fun. I'm sure a lot of you listening to this have. And then, obviously, the post game. Ugh. <laughs> After Alabama, um, and so the Hog Talk podcast will talk more about the Arkansas-Alabama matchup. Oh, Lord, I'm going to have to drink some scotch or something. I don't know how we're going to get through that. It's going to be miserable, but we'll make it work. No, it won't be miserable. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll make it work. So, uh, and, yeah, I guess until the next time I see you, either over on the Hog Talk or on the uh, Pig Trail live streams or wherever, have a good have a good time until then. Be good. Be kind. And I'll see you then.